going on? Welcome into Sports Betting Daily. Thanks for joining us on a, uh, what is today? Thursday, the 29th. What's going on out there? How was your week so far? We are wrapping things up. For those who have been listening to the pod for a while, you know we are on a new uh, schedule come the 1st. So January 1st, 2023, here's here's what's going to happen. Here's uh, some differences. We've been talking about this. Podcasts are going to come out very first thing in the morning every day. So we're pretty much going to record like the day before for the upcoming day, and then it'll come out first thing in the morning. So that's a change. Also, uh, in terms of quality, maybe you've heard we've been changing microphones, changing, you know, trying some different things out. That's going to change. The quality is all going to be real crystal uh, crystal clear, even though, I mean, it's not horrible right now, but it's just going to be tightened up a little bit. And then the uh, weekly lineup is going to change. So we're going to actually change our... Uh, what do you call it, like the trailer to to match with this, but it's going to be a little bit different on a day-to-day basis. And I think it's going to be more fun, more engaging, more entertaining. There's going to be more days for non-sports things, like fun things like brain teasers and and uh, like uh, different like science and math games, which I know some of you like that, some of you don't, but we're also going to have more handicapping, um, more ways to approach betting. So just, it's going to be different, a little bit better for everyone. And uh, we're going to split it up day by day. So stay tuned. Change is coming on the pod. I think it's all for the positive, but uh, either way on today's show, uh, just a couple of quick things. Um, I know we took yesterday. It's going to be kind of sporadic until the first, we may take a day off. We may come out with some late shows, whatever, but on January 1st, this new schedule is intact. So today we'll just talk about a few random things. Uh, remember, if you want to bet games vig free, you got to check out betteredge.com. B-E-T-T-O-R, like sports better, edge.com. They uh, get rid of the minus 110, a.k.a. get rid of the vig. It's so much easier to bet when there's no vig. I highly recommend everyone sign up at Better Edge. When you do, put in promo code SBD and they will give you uh, 20 free bucks. You don't even have to deposit anything. Just sign up, put in promo code SBD, and they'll give you a free $20. All right, so first thing that I want to start off with today is I've been noticing more and more all across the internet, people are posting their pictures of uh, of their like Spotify year in review, Apple Music year in review. I even got one today from Jimmy John's. That's what kind of prompted me to do this. <laughs> Jimmy John sent me an email. It's like, hey, check out your year reviews and check out your favorite sandwiches. And my takeaway from all this is all of you out there listening, you all really, I think, deep down like math and you like statistics. You just don't understand how prevalent it is. I'm not trying to demean anybody here, but it's hysterical. Everyone out there says, I hate math. I hate science. I hate numbers. I hate statistics. I don't get probability statistics. But then stuff like this comes out on Spotify and everyone loves it. I was like, that is statistics. That is probability. That is, well, not probability, but that is statistics. That is getting weird, quirky data for stuff that may be completely meaningless, but it's really fascinating when you dive into it. That's why I love data. I love being a data scientist. It's so cool. All the stuff you can do with data, and it's just interesting to look at what can be tracked and what isn't tracked. I've actually, I've kind of always been into this stuff. I remember as a kid, like growing up, I would think, uh, I would think things like, I wonder how many times I've said the word the, or I wonder how many times I've put my shoes on, or I wonder how many times I've you know fallen down, or how many times I've scored a basket in basketball. I always used to think like that as a kid, right? And there were obviously no ways to get that information, but I've always been wired to like that stuff and like think in, in numeric, like just to like think in data. But it's funny because the average person would say, no, nah, I hate math. I don't like data. I don't like statistics. But people are losing their shit over the Spotify thing. 
So I just thought it's kind of funny. It's like, yeah, I think y'all like statistics a little more than, you, uh, than you're letting on. But uh, anyway, uh, all right, so topic for today's show, trap lines. Something I've been reading a lot about lately on Twitter, and it's something that seems to be a misconception amongst the sports betting public. So let's talk about trap lines. Uh, first, let's define what a trap line is, or at least what the average person out there uh, uses this phrase as. The average public better uses trap lines to describe a game where the sports books are, quote, trapping us into taking one side of a bet. Now, just to be clear, for a lot of my career, or I don't want to say career, because once you start doing this professionally, you start to understand. But before I did this professionally, I used to think in this mindset. I used to believe this happened. I used to think there were lines where the sports book knew and they were trying to get us to bet one side. A good example of this would be USC and Tulane in their bowl game. I don't know. I forget which bowl game it is coming up here, but USC plays Tulane. And USC is a two-point favorite, right? So a lot of people go, oh, it's a trap. Why, why would people think that's a trap? The average better thinks that's a trap because USC is such a superior team, at least that's the narrative. They've got so much better players. They play in the better conference. Why would they only be two? What does the sports book know that we don't? Why are they trying to trap us into taking USC, right? Now, here's the thing is I don't want to get off on a tangent about USC Tulane, but the idea of the sports books are setting you up with a trap is wrong for this one reason. Sports books don't dictate where the lines go. That's a huge misconception. We actually talked about this a couple weeks ago. The public, and actually more specifically, the professional sports bettors out there in the world dictate what happens to the lines. The sports books only open up a very soft opening line and then move based on action after that. Okay, so the idea of sportsbooks putting lines out there to trap people, if you really think about how sports betting works, that could never be the truth because what would happen is, let's say in our example, uh, Tulane should be heavy underdogs or let's say maybe like, I actually, in this example I'm using, the, the idea is that Tulane's a much better team than we think and they're trapping us to take USC. So let's say that's the case. Let's say that the line should be Tulane minus three. And it's really USC minus two because it's a trap, right? If the line truly should be Tulane minus three, within minutes of that minus two being posted for USC, it would be bet all the way to Tulane minus three because the value would be off. Therefore, by definition, the professionals out there would take the value for themselves and move the line. So it's funny. We can always tell what the right side is by game time, by kickoff. But you can't tell before that what the right side is because you don't know where the public money is coming in, if it's a dummy move, if they're trying to get the line to one side. Okay. But trap lines don't exist because if, if, if a sportsbook put a bad line out there, because a trap line by definition is a bad line. If sportsbooks put a bad line out there, it would quickly get bet into being a quote unquote correct line because those in the know, those who are the smartest in the industry, who are the betters, by the way, would quickly notice the deficiency and correct it. And they'd correct it through betting. So let's say the sportsbooks wanted to put a trap line up to trick everyone into taking USC. That would be that wouldn't be beneficial for them because they would lose money taking the professional money. By the time we all saw that line, it wouldn't make a difference, right? So you see how trap lines are sort of an oxymoron because 
if they put a, li- a lineup that were a trap or were bad, they would get killed, they being the sports books, because the professionals with all the money out there who know what they're doing would see the line was off and they would take advantage of the sports books. So it's, it's actually quite uh, astonishing to think the average sports better out there believes sports books care so much about them that they'd be willing to put a trap line out there to, to, to trap and, and fool the public. That doesn't exist. Trap lines are a myth. They don't exist. They never will exist. By definition, they can never exist. Now, let's not confuse trap lines with trap spots during a season. If you've got several road games and it's like your fourth road game in a row, that could be a trap spot, right? So let, let's get our semantic right here. When people talk about trap spots during the year or a trap line, two very different things. Again, a trap spot is, oh, look at the Nuggets play four road games in a row. They have to travel east coast to west coast the very last game. That's a bad spot for the Nuggets, right? That's a trap spot for a team. But a trap line would be a sports book putting a line out to try and take get you to either take the Nuggets or fade the Nuggets because the line is so incorrect. It's meant there it's meant to be a trap for you. Doesn't exist, never has never will. So that's just one thing I see talked about on social media way too much. Trap lines are not a thing. They're not legitimate. Stop talking about them. And finally on the show, just to to kind of recap something we talked about earlier in the week is, uh, let me pull up my notes here. Pull up the notes here. It's the idea of uh, refunding. Bets Bets being refunded because the player that we bet on got injured early in the game. And I heard from a couple people about this who are sort of saying that uh, the idea of refunding bets should be the norm is so wrong. And I said this last week, but when you make a bet on a player prop and that player you made the bet on gets injured, it's not on the sports books to refund because what we do is we open up a slippery slope to where... If you, if you now allow bets to re, be refunded, if a player gets hurt early in the game, at what point do you draw the line? Is it, what if he gets hurt first play of the game? What if he gets hurt on the fifth play of the game? What if it's football and he gets hurt on the, the third drive of the game when there's eight minutes to go in the first quarter? You may say, well, eight minutes to go, that's different. Well, what if there's 10 minutes to go in the first quarter? Right, So you see how all this becomes arbitrary and this all becomes very, very tough to deal with in the long run? I get it. You lose your bet. You bet on someone. That sucks. But that's honestly part of betting sports. And I think the part that gets missed that I talked about last week is we have to factor in the odds and the probability for all these players to get hurt every time we make a player prop. Because guess what, folks? You don't have to bet the over. You can also bet the under. So if you bet a certain player under whatever amount of rushing yards and they get hurt the first play of the game, are you going to email the sports book? And say, hey, that wasn't fair. Why don't you avoid my bet? Why don't you take my? Why don't you give me my money back and and uh, don't pay it as a winner? Just void the bet. That's not fair. No one would ever do that, right? It's so silly to think that would happen. So why do we expect the same from the sports books? My point is, we shouldn't. It's how bad losing betters approach this. If you've emailed a sports book asking for money back on this, you are a loser. Okay, I'm not. I'm not. Sorry to be so blunt, but that's what I think. So that's not how this works. It's never how it's worked, and it's not going to. And look, I don't like saying that just because it was that way, it should continue to be that way. That's not why it is. It's for all the reasons I laid forward. You need to lay this out. You need to project how much they, you know, them getting hurt may happen in your handicap. And if you take an over and they get hurt, tough. Because if you take an under and they get hurt, you're going to win that bet. The day a sportsbook refuses to pay me on a player prop 
because I had the under and they get hurt, got hurt early. I will go ballistic. I'm hiring attorneys. Like that is the end of the line for me as a sports better if that happens. So why the hell would we expect it the other way? So, all right, that does it for today's show. Thanks so much for listening. As I said, the next couple days until the end of the year are going to be a little, little here, little. I mean, there's only three more days. So I'm sure we'll have a show tomorrow and Saturday. But either way, on the first, it's going to be so much fun for the new uh, show layout. So uh, looking forward to that. I hope you all are as well. And let your friends know. The show is going to be getting better and better in 2023. If you like it, let everyone uh, else who you think may enjoy it know. And, uh... We really do appreciate that. So anyway, good luck, whatever you have going on today or tonight. Hope you catch some winners. We'll talk to you tomorrow on Sports Betting Daily.